wicked, wicked fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola, come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. All right, here we go. <laughs> Please subscribe to the channel. Please. Hey, guys, YouTube's got an algorithm, and it'd really, really help us out a lot if you could like, comment, and subscribe. This is how we can get more information out to more people and uh, share the message of Toronto real estate. In Thanks. that order, like, comment, subscribe, and hit the damn bell. Hello. Testing, testing. Oh, are we on AirPods? EarPods? Air EarPods? We got a connection. We are connected. How are you? I think I'm good. Right on time. You? You're right on time today. You know what? I'm actually late because Zoom decided to uh, update itself. Oh my. The nerve of them to fix the bugs. What is wrong with them? What is wrong um, with them? Don't they know we have a 10 o'clock Sunday morning podcast? They're very, very unthoughtful. They had there. a big shakeup this week in their stock because of um, their earnings reports and stuff like that. And they felt like every, everyone was saying basically how they're not projecting the, 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 the profits and everything else like that. So I'm like, you know, what really, like, what is their revenue? And it was like over a billion dollars. And I was like, they'll be okay. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous the way the uh stock market works yeah like you literally if you're if if you are you know a few percent within projections on the wrong yeah. side of projections yeah. it's like oh my god they didn't reach expectations we have to we got to get out there's something yeah. wrong Sums and people up. freak out and they yeah. sell their stocks pretty crazy yeah so Rudy. it was uh it was a fun it was a fun week for them i imagine yeah i didn't even hear about that i've been so buried in real estate stuff it's been a crazy week for real estate hasn't it really this week is crazy for real estate i feel like it Hold i feel on. like There's a lot of stuff is happening the i know they all, they can't seem... all be crazy for real estate daryl it, it depends on your perspective one of the weeks has to be a slow week no they don't yeah some feel slower than others but we have in to the, come on here and tell people the truth that there's got to be a slow week in real estate. I think so. I think when you cover so many angles like this show does, there's mm -hmm. always something going on. It's Something's not like we're just on. talking about maybe from your perspective, it's a little slow because you're in residential real estate. Right. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you look in developments, there's a lot of development applications going in. There's a lot of launches that have started. There's a lot of sales going on. And there's a lot of politics right now that are very, very closely tied to real estate in case you didn't notice. Well, I'd like to I'd like to just maybe speak for the record here that I agree with you. This is not a slow week in real estate. Not a slow week, but hold on a <laughs> this second. This is a crazy week in real estate. All sorts of stuff is going on. I think more important than anything, 
and where I really think we should start is a very, very, very interesting occurrence this week. And I think that this is going to start a new trend all over the world, but definitely in Toronto. I mean, when you when you have 124 cranes in the air at any given time over a long period of time, and let's just say we didn't have 124 consistently for a long period of time. We had 50, we had 100, we had 80, you know, we had a lot of damn cranes. So we've built a lot of stuff in the last 30 years. And uh, if you are a TikTok fan, or I think it was on here, let me put this on the screen. But this is this is important news, I believe. Shout out to TikTok. Shout out to, look, I did not have this prepared properly at all, did I? Which, um... All right, let's get rid of this garbage. Okay, here we go. Horrifying viral videos show what it's like oh, yeah. to ice live condos. in Toronto's yeah, yeah. notorious ice condos. Well, I mean, first of all, this is a well-renowned condominium building. and When it was built. When it was built. It was finished in 2015-ish. And it was built by a very, very couple of high-profile developers when so it was sold, is... when it was built this was like lineups people were camping out for two weeks sleeping outside in tents just to be able to get a unit yeah and so yeah. this is lantera and cadillac fairview like two bohemoths right and a location and so, is yeah great remote. location great location but uh here we gotta we gotta share this uh together because this is this is fun Hold on, is this the right one right one looks like it yeah that was the right one sorry it's okay. this out. so this is what people are going through multiple <laughs> shootings that's horrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, all those people lining up, right? Just for people who are just listening here, you know, it's like fire alarms are going off in the middle of the night, garbage shoot is out of order, ele elevators are out of order, police shooting. One elevator. Yeah. So. When this was being sold, all the uh, people who were lining up were all investors because there was a huge hype around this. So nobody bought this building because they thought it was going to be a great place for them to live. They thought it was a great investment. Oh, so the number of leased units in this building, I don't have the figure, but it would be a huge percentage. It would be over 75%. I know that. When the, when the condo market started to take a hit in um, COVID, like in the summertime, uh, April, May, June, this was the building that was full of listings. This is what everybody was doing case studies on because there was more um, listings for lease and for sale in this building than anywhere else. And so prices were plummeting for lease, prices were plummeting for sale. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. We've, we've lost Daryl. We've lost Daryl for a two-man podcast show. Having one man at the screen defeats the purpose. But thank you, Daryl. Thank you for this unexpected monologue. So 
my coffee everywhere. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> would you like to would you like to restart the show? And we're back. What a disaster. disaster Sorry. Avoided. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's avoided. Everything is very wet and sticky still. What the hell? Water coming out of everywhere. Or coffee. Ouch. That was unfortunate. Sorry about that. I got it so excited about that. I got I got so excited about those people having such a hard guess, time in that condo. What a horrible I guess person. you're very passionate about uh, helping condo dwellers, especially renters at ICE condos. Holy, you got excited. that was fun. You don't want anybody sorry. to suffer. What a disaster over here. Everywhere. Everywhere. Okay, sorry. It's not, it's not the developer's fault, right, in those cases. It's not? Okay, so, I mean, let's break these things down here. So, garbage not working. Whose fault is that? management management well what if it's like a, a a problem with the system that was installed why all this stuff happening in this one place why are we not hearing Over, about this overuse because 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 when you have a high um tenant a, occupancy you've got a, a lower level of care so people start mm. throwing in things into the garbage chutes that they're not supposed to Right, uh, people start riding up and down the elevators more than a normal household would. Right, pride so everything, of ownership. Everything just gets used a little bit more at a higher level. It would be like the same as me saying, "Go and buy a Honda Civic, and you know, maintain it for ten years, and then go and buy a Honda Civic and rent it out to other people for ten years. Which Honda is going to be in better condition at the end of ten years?" Right. Right. <laughs> Please stay calm. Please stay calm <clears throat> in the middle of the night. Stray bullets in the lobby. What, oh what's goodness. going on here? Lo bullets in the lobby. Okay, what did we see? There's cops all over the place all the time. There's alarms going off all the time. There's, but there's only been one. Why would there only be one elevator for like four months or something, they said? You know what? Elevator parts have been really hard to source. <clears throat> there's been issues with labor shortages um covid's caused delays in, in a lot of different areas so I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if that's just another one that we could chalk up to you know covid related issues right and then to boot you know uh unit owners in there have obviously taken a hit on their unit values and, and rental prices and stuff like that i feel like the person who's renting at ice condos is like they live from like they come from out of toronto somewhere else small town it's like their first experience in the city they get impressed uh -huh. by the location and how new the building looks and then they go, oh, this is the place for me. And they don't have any friends in the city to warn them. Well, and the building got big notoriety. Like it won awards when it was built for architecture and like concept and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Very tall building. It's like one of the tallest buildings on the planet, I believe, or North America too. But yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting because I guarantee you now we start to see a wave of TikTok videos where people are complaining about their their living arrangements right in some of these buildings that have been built in in the major cities around the world what do you yeah. think am i am i on to something you're, on, you're onto a trend it's a trend and then some guy's gonna, gonna spoof it and he's gonna like complain about his living arrangement and he's gonna like talk about how his landlord's this his landlord's that and how he's not getting you know his, his needs met and nothing's getting fixed and then he's gonna turn around and says there's my landlord right there and it's gonna be his wife and that's gonna be really funny 
And he'll get like eight <laughs> million like views and, and be able to. Yeah, and he'll be able to pay off his mortgage with the uh, ad Good revenue from all of his views. Good for him. But he just got a mortgage like last week, and it was a million dollars because that's what you got to pay right now in this market. That's what you got to pay. But we don't want to touch the stats, but yeah. No, we'll touch the stats next show. Next episode. But it is nutty out there. But hold on a sec. So you sent me some stuff that you wanted to discuss. And this is kind of interesting. I'm trying to go away from some of the other. We've talked about a lot of the stuff. I'm trying to bring up some new topics. What do you got? What do you got? What's the new one? What's the next one? Canadian real estate agents are discreetly pushing buyers to high commission listings. This yeah. is so R- Rico dwelling. sent out a um, uh, email that said, warning us of steering. So you're steering, steering your clients to properties that are offering more commissions. And um, I mean, for me to tell you that this doesn't happen would be a bold-faced lie. I mean, of course it does. That's the That's the whole premise of the MLS system is that you're offering a cooperating brokerage commission and that, you know, an agent who is selling one house a year um, is going to take that into consideration when he's either showing properties or talking to his clients. And I, and I just don't, so I don't see how that could ever be avoided or how they'd ever catch anybody or how they'd ever prove it. Even in the article that I sent you, they said, or maybe just the places that are offering full commission are also the most desirable houses. Because that also could be true. It's super like anecdotal as to how we could actually figure out why people are doing it. But let me tell you, to me, a very good justifiable reason to not show a house. Um, that's that's within the code of ethics, in my opinion. Okay, bringing up a property to your client is necessary. You can't you can't hide properties from a buyer. You have to show them the properties there. But if it's being sold by like a for sale by owner and there's like, you know, no agent being involved. So there's a few companies who do this, right? Then you can let the um, client know that, you know, unless it's their dream home, it, it could be a property that should be avoided or it could be a property that they may want to avoid. It's their decision because you don't have like another agent on the other side trying to help you be able to facilitate the transaction. And there's a lot of issues with those companies, not just the fact that they don't offer full commission, which even some of them do. Even the even the remarks will say we are paying full commission. So it's like there's no there's no monetary loss to the agent. It's just that we we understand that you know the sellers don't have representation. They have a new agent every four hours, so they don't really have a, a dedicated person who even knows their situation. You try to call one person, they're no longer in in, in on the task. So then the next day you got to talk to someone else. Then you make an offer. Then a new guy gets put in, and then you negotiate the offer. But then another person comes in, and you're like, what's going on here? I don't even know where we started and where we're going to finish, right? And it could end up causing you some issues. Um, what are you saying uh, right now? You're saying that ethically you could not show somebody something that's for sale by owner? No, I'm saying you bring it to their attention, but ethically you can tell them the downfalls of having to deal with somebody who's not represented by an agent. Now, if it's a property they Is really that like... steering? I don't think so. I think steering would be not showing people the property. That's the unethical part. You, you should First of all, you can't set up a search that avoids commission. So if you're setting up a search and sending your clients properties, it should include everything and that there shouldn't be an opportunity for you to be able to avoid any listings based on commission alone. That's not an option we have in the MLS, you know? So it's like you, you, you send them all the properties anywhere. But if you're going to tell your client, you know, which properties are good to buy or not good to buy, then yeah, sometimes 
you know, properties that are being sold by for sale by owner can be a challenge. If they're the right property for your client, those are the best properties to get a deal on. No, but what, what we're about talking it. about here, I believe, uh, is an agent with a buyer saying, you should buy this house. This is the best house by far. Yes, that happens. The that price happens. is right. 100% that happens. Because I get an extra half a point here. If Rico's sending out an email, it happens because somebody got caught doing it. So it happens. <laughs> you know, again, there's no denying it, right? Um, you know, so who again, catches them doing this? This is this has to involve other agents, right? Like, is it a is it a, a normal person complaining to Rico that consumer, that happened? Yeah. I think, I think, think a it's a consumer saying, like, I got bid out because of this baloney going on. You know what? Like, I don't why know. Would they I, haven't read the, I haven't read the case studies yet, so it's, I'm not going to just theorize about what happened. But the main thing is, is it does happen. And um, people also try to offer more commission. Like, you know, they try to go over and above. Like, they'll say, we'll offer you 3%. We'll offer you three and a half, you know, like, without getting into numbers here. I'm not supposed to be. That's anti-competitive. But they try to, they try to say higher numbers. And um, I don't think that's very effective. I mean, like, like I've seen it before. If you have I don't buyers, even know if I've ever, I don't even know if I've ever been like if been have, to one of those listings that my buyer bought that ended up being, I'll give you an example. Look, I'll, I'll do my deal of the week with you right now. My deal of the week right now is a condo. I sold it. I'm, I'm up, I'm up at the cottage this weekend. And on, on Friday on my way up here, I sold it on my way up here. Got it all, got it all signed. Stop at the guy's house, dropped off the check before I came up. It was, a lo it was lower. It was 20% lower commission. Okay. My guy's been waiting for a condo like this for eight months. We've been looking and trying and we put a couple offers, but he wasn't serious. The guy's 94 years old. He wants a condo in a building at um, um, McCowan and Highway 7 in Markham. Okay. Um, 25 or 55 Austin. Okay. It's a building that have big units. He wanted the pond view. He wanted a big balcony. He wanted a certain square footage, certain renovations. And we looked at like a bunch of units for eight months. And he never, ever wanted to pull the trigger. He's been in the same house for almost 40 years. He's 94 years old. The guy's got patience. So when it came up, I didn't even look at what the commission was. I just, I showed it to him. Immediately, I came up, boom, let's go. We saw it. I put together the paperwork. As I typed that up, the commission was lower. Again, no second guessing. I put it in. We, we, put, the, we put the offer in. We got the property. Bully right. offer. I, th I think what we're talking about here is... People that have buyers that don't necessarily need to look at the properties or need to even be in the country, possibly, where their agents are selling them houses for where they get an extra whatever percentage because... Again, your, your theory could be true, but I have no idea unless you can show me that that actually happened. I'm just well, telling why you. Why are we talking about it though? So, so, so here's Rico we, sent an email out and someone yeah. leaked that to the media and Better Dwelling posted it online. That's and this happened. is, but this is, so is it a big deal? Is it a big deal? I think it should be a big deal because the consumers and the public should know about it. They but should isn't know. Isn't that like a, a tool of a realtor's to offer a higher commission to attract more agents, which attracts more buyers? For, for a seller, yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, I don't see anything wrong with this. Okay. This is, this is, this is what it is. In the age if of information. I, if I decide, if I decide to go out of my way, because I see, remember this is the pre 
Construction does this all the time. Pre-construction, all they do is incentivize investor realtors with more commission. That's what they do. If I see a, a listing in Markham, my client's looking in Etobicoke, and my client says, I only want to buy in Etobicoke, but I see a listing in Markham that's offering me 10% commission. I can go and bring it to my client and say, hey, there's a great place in Markham. Why don't you go check it out? That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh. It's, when, it's when my client's telling me they want to buy in Etobicoke, okay? The perfect home comes up, but they're offering a very low commission or no commission. And I decide to not bring it up to my client. That is ethically and morally wrong. That's what steering is. That's a right. problem. So my client now trusted me to find properties. I'm bringing them to Markham where they don't want to move to because I'm getting paid more. Yet I'm not bringing up something in the neighborhood that they prefer because I'm not getting paid the commission that I think I deserve. And that's the issue. That is a major issue. So I saw something uh, where Elon Musk was saying that, um, you know, the the innovation or the change or whatever, it, it, it's it's based on what's incentivized, right? So if the incentive is to build apartment buildings, purpose-built apartment buildings, they would be building purpose-built rental buildings, right? Like they would be building apartment buildings. In the 70s, it was incentivized, and that's why they did it. And then all of the incentives kind of dissipated and it became more profitable uh, and, and probably smarter to start building condominiums, right? And so that was what was incentivized. And then, you know, we see the shifts in where product gets built and how it gets built based on incentives, right? So, you know, you see certain pockets of Toronto being built up more than others. And that's because they, they've pushed us they've steered us towards certain areas that they want us to 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 build in right and develop in and it's the same with anything everything i think it was talking about ceo uh uh a pay uh pay right like how much ceos make and and why come like you know the stock market's so messed up and it's because like what's incentivized is just profit at all cost it doesn't matter right and it's the same thing in the construction industry so um I don't want to jump, but like uh, there's steering everywhere. This is a bunch of horseshit and probably a big waste of everybody's time. But where we're seeing tons of steering at the moment is in the election campaigns, right? They are trying to steer public perception. They're trying to steer a public opinion in their direction. And so they're all doing it in um, very they're making bold statements like to say you're going to, you know, add 1.4 million homes in four years or a million homes in three years or whatever. All this, all the baloney. Like, listen, first of all, none of it will happen anyways. And it's a bunch of malarkey, right? This is all just talking points for elections. Or I think we talked about this last week. Like, do we believe any of this stuff? Are they going to do any of this stuff? Are they or are they just trying to get votes? I mean, we know the answer, don't we? Good. That brings us to our next article. That brings us to our next article. You didn't even right? comment on what I said. I think it's great. I think you're absolutely right. I think <laughs> this one. I this think I article? think that it is. It is a bunch of baloney that will blow in the wind. No one will give a this shit. This one. This one uh, here. Yes. Liberals one B, which I believe is not Bitcoin. It's billion. <laughs> Rent to own for plan. now. For, for now. now, it's billion. Yeah. Soon they might be the same thing. Okay. Rent to own plan may sound nice to voters, but most won't benefit from it. 
Yeah. So speaking of nonsense garbage that no one cares about, any of the liberals' plans for first-time home buyers, they they introduced that first-time home buyer plan where they were going to own a, a stake of equity in your home. And they were going to give you like five or 10% of the down payment. And then you would be able to buy a home and you would be able to save this and you would be able to do okay. And nobody used that plan at all. Every mortgage broker I talked to said the same thing. Zero applications. Zero. Zero. Not one. None. Wow. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be partners with their government? That that plan sucks. (laughs) And now their new rent to own plan, they're basically expecting that there's going to be a bunch of private landlords who are all going to come up with some idea that they feel is going to benefit them to be able to give a credit to yes. the buyers. So every rent payment that's made, a percentage of that rent payment would go into like a forced savings. So that person, that that buyer can either save a down payment or buy the unit later, whatever it is. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's, it's garbage. Well, it's never going to work. Rule number one is that you have to give below market rents. Sure. So, okay. So who would want to do this? So they said not, not for profit groups. Now, how many not for profit groups do you know own like a multitude of rental apartments? (laughs) And are, are they apartments that I would want to live in? Yeah. Or even even like Habitat for Humanity, like nobody's got like a huge amount of apartment. Every major landlord in Ontario that I know about other than Toronto community housing and like the the municipally like publicly uh, run and funded ones, all the privatized not-for-profits, none of them own a huge stake in uh, apartment buildings or apartment units that I know of. I could be wrong, but like, I don't know of any. No, but even still, like you, you have to be willing to do some stupid stuff so that these other people can buy it later from you. Yeah, well, or a what price? It must be. So the government's wanting to throw a billion dollars. So who is this going to help? It's going to help people who probably would end up buying anyways in the next one or two years. But because they qualify for the program, they'll end up just taking advantage of an extra four to ten thousand dollars of government money, right, over the next two years to help them with their down payment. It's not really going to make anybody come into the market who ordinarily wouldn't have come into the market. Right. It's not going to take poor, you know, uh, low income worker, like minimum wage worker and say, you know, by saving an extra two hundred dollars a month, we're going to put you in a home real soon. Like, no way. Like, there's no fifty thousand dollar down payment to buy a property in Toronto, minimum down payment to buy a a property in the GTA, land transfer tax, all that kind of stuff. If you don't have 50 grand, don't even talk to any real estate agent or mortgage broker yet. Start working on saving more money. That's what you need. And, and for 20% down, we're talking about, you know, a, a much higher figure, you know, anything, north, north of 120. Anything that says rent to own is a scam. It's a scam. Rent to own doesn't work on any level for anybody. It doesn't. And anybody so, I watch do it is either a new investor or running a scam. No. And what's going to happen is like Cadillac Fairview or like smart centers or something is going to get a billion dollars to build affordable housing on one of their sites or some bullshit is going to come out. Uh, Ford gives one of his friends a billion dollars to develop, you know, farmland that's already protected, blah, 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 blah. So there's a billion dollars gone. 
PK, some of that's yours. Some of that's I hope mine. so. I hope I, I'm, I'm of one of the landowners. Urban Zen girls. All right. What else do we have? So <laughs> how, I'm trying we, to figure out that first time home buyer. Um, Malarkey. Yeah. So when they said that they were going to do, you know, a certain amount that they were going to kick in a certain amount, I'm trying to remember how much. Oh, they earmarked 1.25 billion over three years for that program that zero applications were received. They, it was earmarked. Where'd Doesn't the money go? earmarked mean that they took that money and they have basically allotted it to that program and they and they can't take it away? Isn't that what your earmarked means? Where's the $1.25 billion, Daryl? If nobody used the program, where's that $1.25 billion? And how come the liberals, who's coming up with these plans? Look, I'm not getting political here because I really couldn't give a shit at the end of the day who's in power because I think they're all pretty horrible. But Who's giving them these ideas on how to be able to get people into homes? Like I could come up with a better idea in an afternoon than they've been able to come up with in how many years? So, but maybe we should assume that the priorities are not congruent. That's possible. Maybe, maybe. Because I I don't think that they're that dumb. I mean, some of them are pretty dumb. Some of them appear to be pretty dumb. Because they're they don't do things in line with our expectations, so we pit we put them in the dumb box. But maybe from a different perspective, they're not so dumb. Okay, so the prime minister of a country or the president, would you compare them and say the CEO of a major company is like the president of a com- of a country or prime minister? That's a pretty pretty fair assessment right like the person who makes the decisions nah, there's have a lot a bunch more of- you can make out way more decisions in a business than you can running the u.s okay. government well, let's, just, let's just let's just let's just let's just use that as an example here okay now big boat talking, little rudder big boat little rudder you were talking about um uh, elon musk and how incentivization for ceos and the money and all that kind of stuff on average who make more who makes a lot more money ceos or the president or prime minister of a country? Like in the long run or in the short term? The annual income. Like while they're president or after they've become president? During their term, yeah. Well, but that's a fixed like thing. But you're taking billionaires that end up only making $250,000 a year and get everything paid for. Uh, no, no, no. And no. then I'm, their I'm, businesses I'm, I'm, are I'm, making you're wrong. money. You're, you're, you're reversing it. The what, CEOs what, what? make way, way more money. Yeah, I know. So I the know incentivization that. for our smartest people to go into politics is not there. Hold on. The report, the, the amount that we think that they make is obviously incorrect. There's no climb to the top of these politics for 45 grand a year or 65 grand a year. There are incentives that we are not appraised of. I'm all not, I'm over not the saying planet. there aren't. I'm not saying there are. Why the hell? Who the hell the keeps smartest, going? Who goes into politics people, and keeps going? Like, oh, this, that was like so easy the last four years. Let's keep going. This is completely on the up and up. Barack. Well, sure. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like the best of the best don't go. They go into the private sector. The oh, best of the are best. Are you kidding right? me? If you want to be guaranteed a bloody fortune for the rest of your life, go be the president of the United States if you can get it. It's like the that's like some top dogs, man. You got to go through some serious 
serious yeah. stuff. First, without, you got to be without, a billionaire. They're getting now. too political. Look at the last few presidents of the United States, and please tell me that those There's are the no best good leaders. Go back in time. Who 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 okay. out there was like? Do you remember that guy was a great? That guy was great in okay. any let's, country. Let's let's digress. Yes, sorry. Okay, All real right. estate show. Sorry. So, billion dollar rent to own plan does not work. Oh, so how about this? Yes. Toronto neighborhood well, left confused after sudden teardown of heritage buildings. This is another neighborhood left confused. This is not so confusing, actually. It's confusing that, that confusing. well, it's confusing that it is something that can actually happen in reality. So, okay, this goes back to the, the, the dumb scenario. So this is dumb. So this is a bunch of historic or heritage buildings that yep. were, were heritage. Demolished. It's a heritage zone. Well, it's a and heritage one of the, or two of the buildings were listed. Not, not, nothing was designated. These aren't designated buildings. The whole area is designated heritage. King Spadina. The area, but not the buildings themselves. No, but some of the buildings were, they were after. Listed. After. Well, listed means they're, they're like heritage. They're not designated. Listing yeah, and designation listed, are two different things. But it's good yeah. enough that it causes you all kinds of problems. And it's hard to demolish. Yes. Shouldn't be able to demolish them. But yep. they gave the demolition permit prior to the listing. Weeks. Weeks before. Weeks before. Which yes. which tells you a couple things. I mean, one, I mean, somebody ha has it out for this guy because it's it's Brad Lamb. I mean, there's probably a bunch of people that have it out for him. But yeah. somebody wanted to like stop this thing or cause some problems, and they were rushing to designate or list or whatever they had to do. To, yeah. to, to screw up this demo permit here but yes even still this is this happened in 2016 the demo permit so look how ugly those buildings are can you pull up a, can you pull up a street view of the addresses in camden here it's right here it's just like yeah. your typical blah just typical mid-century like or, you know 1930s 40s 50s oh, okay like i get it you know no one wants construction but like, like this wall I, can, I would consider this wall something that should probably stick around forever. Yeah. It's pretty cool, yeah. right? And it's yeah. special, and it's like it's got these frilly things. But this side, I would say, rip the damn thing down. But this yeah. crap here, yeah, yeah. why? Garbage. Listen, but let me tell you what happens here, okay? What happens here is you spend millions of dollars extra doing all kinds of stuff whether it's underpinning these buildings or holding the facades together so that they don't fall apart or restoring the facades of these things and building like with different methods that you have to do in order to like stay clear of all this crap. Like it just adds a line item to the performa for the developer that adjusts the end price that he has to charge in order for this to get funded, right? So all it does is it push, first of all, it slows down the supply coming online, right? And then yeah. secondly, it pushes up the end price for the consumer because guess who's not taking the hit, right? Exactly. It's not going to be the not developer. No, well, listen, it's definitely not Brad Lamb's investors, okay? They're not taking the hit, so... And Brad Lamb is going to try his hardest not to take the hit, right? So at the end of the day, in a market that's rip-roaring, I just got like a, 
a, a new a new launch. I forget which one it was. Natasha, I think they're calling it. It's like downtown, good area. Sixteen hundred on the on the on the platinum. Sixteen to seventeen hundred on the teaser platinum uh, email that came out. Like prices are bananas. And so what's going to happen? You know, they're going to slow down the demolition of this building. It's not going to get built. It's going to be a whole thing now. It's in the media. All the He's while. Smart. He did it all in one weekend. One, one just like, boom, go. We're taking it all down. Yeah. I mean, what was he going to do? There was probably a bunch of pressure coming. And he, yeah. he, his lawyers probably said to him, like, you got the permit. So, like, you're good. You're good. And that was smart. Like, because when you start hearing about this, you know, and you own a few buildings and you start hearing about, you know, a, a entire neighborhood becoming classified as heritage. You go and get that building, uh, that demolition permit, whether you need it or not. Well, it was designated years ago. I mean, it's been a designation that area forever. Five years, it says. Yeah, at least five years. Ever since I was in the industry. Yeah, yes, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, 2016. And, um, yeah, and there's a couple. There's one in the East End that's like that, too. It's just, it's, it's asinine. There should yeah. be certain buildings for sure that should never be touched. Most of the ones downtown, they should be designated, listed, listed, listed. All it means is um, you apply for a demolition permit. The city has 90 days to be able to come back and tell you why you cannot demolish that building. And after 90 days, you get your demolition permit and the city can no longer bring it up. Sorry, they don't have not to tell you. They have 90 days to designate. 90 days to actually put it onto the designation list in order to be able to protect that building. But if they can't find a reason to designate it, you get to demolish it. Once you yeah, but the reason, the reason is simple. It's in the heritage designated area. Boom. Done. And then you're fucked. In that case. I'm talking about a regular listed property anywhere else. Well, in other areas. But because they got are. their demolition permit before. But that's why they... That's why they did these blanket designations of areas to avoid all this, all these shenanigans. But I mean, we were driving downtown yesterday. Where were we? We were um, Dundas, was I don't know where we were, but it was all houses. And I was like, yeah, I think we were on Dundas. And it, it was like, why are there all these houses here? This should all be buildings. This is ridiculous. Houses on Dundas, all over the place. Like this is a major downtown artery in the East End. East End Dundas. Um, I guess we started. Yeah, we, we were coming from Scarberia. Yeah, that's what. That's where the building should be in the East Dundas Street East. Yeah. There's so much ridiculousness. There's I mean, a I lot do- of stuff there, and it, and that is so. A year or two ago, that was being considered. A um, because that's Cabbage Town North, I think, and there and, and part of Cabbage Town was already uh, a designated area, and they were saying that they were studying the area to decide if it's going to be a, a heritage zone as well. No, this is like and, Allen Gardens kind of area. Yeah, which I don't think is Cabbage Town, but maybe. But Cabbage Town for sure is all designated. You couldn't put anything there if you wanted to ever. Not all disaster zone. There was there were well, sorry, a year ago only only part of it was. They were studying the other half. It could be done now. I'm not following it. But anyways. In the in the interior, the residential houses. Yeah, I'm talking about Dundas, like Parliament and Dundas. 
beautiful area but yeah it's a, the, it, but it's there's too many houses downtown is the point the zoning needs yep. to change in downtown if you want a house sorry you're gonna make a fortune on your house but you gotta move because we need buildings down there yeah there's so much space taken up by houses so many have, homeowners there right 15 foot lots left right and center everyone's crazy but uh, such is life so hold on what do we got we also have we also have I don't want to talk about this to you. Housing affordability promises. We kind of talked about it. What about yeah. rent prices? Ooh, rent prices. Did I send you any other articles? I sent you three. Did you get them all? We did them all. Okay, sorry. Rent prices. Let's talk. It's ridiculous. No. Toronto rent prices returning to pre-pandemic levels as deals disappear. Obviously. I don't think I don't think that it's um so not pre-pandemic yet. levels though. No, downtown Toronto's is starting to feel the pressure again. This but is what... if you go and look at um, the freehold sector, so like a main floor of a house or a basement apartment or something like that, yeah, there's still lots of inventory for people to choose from. Yeah, but it'll dry up. Still no immigration, right? Yeah. Oh, this is the other one you sent me, which I don't know what. Okay, let's talk about it. I mean... Real estate oh, yeah. doubters can now double down as Horizons introduces leveraged sector ETFs. So basically, you can say, I think the real estate market is going to go up, or yeah, I think it's only the real based estate on market is going to so go it's down. Multi-family, Just the REITs? industrial, retail. Yeah, it's not, it's not single family. Why are we talking about this? Like it's a new, new thing. Is it a new thing? Is this uh, a new yeah, idea? So, so basically, betting on what REITs? They- what they had this week, um, their um, public offering was for both uh, different ETFs. So one would be two times the um, rate of, uh, you know, uh, returns on the ETFs that they picked, which is like Rio Can and all the big REITs and everything else. And then they had the inverse two times of the profit margins of the REITs and all that kind of stuff too. So depending on which ETF you bought, you can basically say, I think the market's going to go up. This is the ETF I'm going to buy. This is the market I'm. I'm I think it's, I think the market's going to go down. This is the ETF that I'm going to buy. Right? It's like Proline. Exactly. So that's that's how anybody from now on who says to me that the market is going to go down, I'm yeah, going to direct put- them to that ETF and they say put all your money in here, right? Or stop talking about it on Facebook. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. TK's had enough. Here's, here's your ETF. Go ahead, put the money in there, and you're going to be a millionaire because you're saying the market's going to go down. Right? Because otherwise, how would you hedge against the real estate market? What about selling your property? Selling your property. Great. Now, most of these people who are in these Facebook groups, Daryl, do they own real estate? Ah, well, and this is the thing. How many of the people that are looking at these political policies are even in the market? Yeah. Whether they're renters or they already own, or they don't I think even the ones they're trying to attract are the ones who aren't in the market. Well, sounds like it. If you're in the market, you probably Why would you recognize want to be more affordable. If you're an owner, but if you're a buyer, if you're a buyer, you don't own yet. I but if you're a buyer, who's targeting you? Really, like look at all the things that are targeting buyers. They're all nonsense. Dosh Garnet. Can't even afford a double car garage no more. 
double car garage. Even if I had a double car garage, I need to store half my shit in there because the house is so small. <laughs> that's that's the issue, right? Is who are they targeting, right? It's a mess, man. What a mess. Why all would all they... I know is this, Daryl. All I know is this. Okay. Prices are going up. And inventory is going down. Inventory is down. We're going to talk about it at the stat show. If you want the full scoop on what's going on in the Toronto real estate market, join us this week for the stat show because it's oh. going to be epic. Yeah, you no should promises do that. on what day that's going to be. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. But I mean, there's no secret in there. Is there a secret in there? In the stat show? No. Is there going to be or inventory again soon? Is there going to be inventory soon? The issue with inventory is that everybody I know who owns a house that needs to sell it is also looking to buy somewhere and they can't find anything. Hmm. So what is this going to look like in... Well, okay. What if we lock down again? Are we going to have... Let's go... Let's grab our crystal balls. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, Hold the on. way... The, the way things are going, can you still hear me on your on your earpod? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. So the way things are going when it comes to the thing going on out there, which we won't mention because maybe that's why um, we've been demonetized. <laughs> no, seriously, um, is, is it going to do you think that that will boost real estate sales or is it going to make things? E Ooh. Well, that's OK. Let's ask the magic eight ball. If we have a lockdown, will prices go up? No, forget prices. Yes or no. no question. Inventory. Will inventory continue to go down? Yeah. Will inventory continue to stay low? Okay. It said concentrate and ask again. Because it was kind of it was confusing the question. I mean, we were now all it's over saying the place. better not better not tell you now. Hold on, hold on. This magic eight ball. It is certain. It is certain. There you have it, folks. It, it is, is certain. certain. So, but hold on a sec. At the at the beginning, it was they were very Trudeau-esque answers. Yeah, it said like you know. I think we should now, vote for the eight ball. You should ask again. Yeah, I don't uh, like it's. It's very nice outside. It's yeah. a very nice day. <laughs> Deflections. That's what it is. It's That's beautiful. What it is. So inventory is going to stay low. We're going to continue to see pressure on prices. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stay low or go lower? Stay low. It's it's super low right now. I mean, it's it's hard for it to go much lower, but it could go lower. But it's not going to go back up to the where where it was before. Can you imagine like how long it would take to double again? Double, uh, like to inventory. get back up to sixteen thousand a month. Yeah. A lot of that's listings lot. have that's to come a, that's on. A, that's a lot of listings. There has to be a lot of stuff going wrong in people's lives for that many houses to come on the market all of a sudden. That quickly, yeah. So right? this Everybody, is going to be so torturous. What the, what the fear is, just to end the show with this, this is right now what the what the general message in the in the real estate market is right now. It's easy to sell your home. No problem. You'll sell it quick. Signs go up, sold signs up in a week. You got no problems. So as a homeowner who's looking to move upgrade downsize whatever it is the pressure now becomes i'm going to be homeless because i'm going to sell my house then i'm going to have nowhere to go where in other times it's much more oh that's such a great house but if i buy it 
am I going to be able to sell my home afterwards? Right? Yeah. But right now, nobody's thinking that. Everyone's thinking, if I list my home for sale, will I be able to find a home? But but think about the logic behind it. Sure. But weren't we there a year ago too? We were in this This doesn't work for everybody, Daryl. This doesn't work for everybody. If my budget, okay, is going to be based off the sale price of my home, how will I ever know what my budget is unless I sell first? And right now, because there's very little inventory, I have a lot of negotiation power. So I can go and put my house on the market, get top dollar, negotiate terms that are for a longer closing, a closing date extension, a rent back period, all sorts of contingencies that I can put in to ensure that I'm going to be able to find or have the best chance possible to find the home that I want. After I've sold my property, I'm then going to be able to go cash in hand knowing I've got this much money to spend, make offers, compete with buyers, and go up to a price that I know I can afford. There's no other way to do that unless you sell first. Yikes. So you have to be, oh, and even finding a rental that's suitable, like that even as a backup a plan. Short-term rental for a backup it's not plan. a backup plan. It's not a backup plan because there's no rentals. No, short-term rentals, you can find something for a month or two. That's not a problem. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, There's no travel and tourism right now. There's, you can find short-term rentals. No. Short-term rental is okay. Yeah. What a pain in the butt. But yeah, I mean, here we are. So, but still, so there's zero way that inventory levels won't be tight as hell, which means prices absolutely have to go up. And currently, I mean, GDP growth just went down. I don't know if we want to talk about that in the stats show, but GDP growth went down. And uh, I mean, that's not a real good scenario for raising interest rates. Like, you don't raise interest not rates happening. as GDP slows, right? So guess what? So we have a low rate environment with low inventory and prices that are going to go wherever they go because yeah. people are coming. People are coming. People are and coming. they're looking to move into your home. It's a beautiful <laughs> place. It's a beautiful place to come and live. And I think more and more with what is, especially what's going on all around the world, Floods, all kinds of places, forest fires, wars, government, turmoil, crazy. political unrest. Toronto is a safe haven, a beautiful place to, to be lucky right? enough to live. Yeah, New York, great City, education, and Ida, jobs, the flooding, the subways flooding. What do we have we here? What's our problem here? What's the it's problem? too hot, Larry. It's too hot today. It's really muggy. <laughs> it's cold for like three weeks in February. I can't deal with that. Oh my gosh. We should be in Florida. Yeah. Right, TK. You enjoy Florida. Very good Just to see you. out here, as always, sir. Sorry about the uh, coffee incident earlier. We lost seven minutes on the podcast today. No big deal. Okay. Maybe maybe that will be a good thing. We'll make it up on the stat show. That's right. I'll see you then. Enjoy. Over and out. Adios. No? Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.